Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome to another exciting episode of Super Happy Fun Time. We've done 25 episodes! Amazings! OMGs! That is awesomers! And such slang that I'm pretty positive no one in the world uses. Uh, indeed, this is episode 25 of the podcast, and it so happens to be our third annual Oscar pick episode. Um, yes, now those of you who are paying attention obviously realize last year we only did two episodes uh, after last year's Oscar picks recap. Yeah, you know, time and life and stuff, so sorry about that, but hey, we have to keep doing these because we look forward to doing these every single year, so enjoy. I'm not even going to waste your time because this episode is already over two hours, and you don't need me yakking even more at the beginning, so uh, take a gander. Be sure to go to oscars.go.com to, you know, do your pick as to (laughs) what movies. That address is so ridiculous, and we go into it in this episode, but make sure to go do your Oscar picks, and then be sure to, as well, check back here for our recap episode of the Oscars post-Oscar time, which will be at some point in the next 12 months, I promise. So, all right, everybody, take it out. Take it out? What the hell does that mean? That made no sense. All right, bye, guys. And we're off. Hey, Colin. Yeah? Colin, so I was looking at the website, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Looking at the podcast website, Mm -hmm. our podcast. Um... We've only done two episodes oh. since our last Oscar episode. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> we did because um, oh. episode. So, welcome by the way to episode twenty-five. Colin. Oh God, we've done twenty-five episodes now, Colin. Yes, we have. We have multiple things I got to talk about real quick here. Right, uh, right, right, regarding right. the episode, it's completely a meta episode uh, for whatever reason. It's a um, bi- it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, first off. Yeah. Our first episode was June 25th, 2012. That was our first episode, okay? Yeah. It's been two and a half years, and we've oh. only done 25 episodes. Oh. Oh. Happy 25th, everyone. Happy 25th, everybody. Now, and just to make it worse, uh, we've done this. This is what? This is our, well, by the way, yeah, welcome to our Oscar episode. Yeah. That's, that's what this one is. That's kind of important <laughs> to, to mention. Yeah. Um, episode 10 was our first Oscar episode right uh, February 19th 2013 was when we did that one I'm mm-hmm. flat out on the website right now I, I don't know these numbers off the top of my head right um my mouse just died hold on <laughs> there we go oh. I can just use the keyboard okay um and That's then not good Jeff, no. when your mouse just did, decides eh, to die you know it's that it's the it's that whole apple mouse thing which I love it to death oh, but the battery just sucks every once in a while yeah um and then so then episode 21 so 11 episodes we did 11 episodes Mm-hmm. Between our first Oscar episode and our second Oscar episode, which was February 2nd of last year. Mm-hmm. And then we proceeded to do two episodes between <laughs> <laughs> not including the re- I'm not counting the recap episode because right. we we basically just dedicate the entire episode to recapping whether or right. not we won or not <laughs> yeah. or who won. So, yeah, this year uh, 2014 was kind of lackluster if you did not. I mean, we did we did do what episode twenty was the beginning of January. Then we did our two Oscars, but then it was like June twenty fourth, and then December third. Oh god! <laughs> and then welcome back. 
Welcome back, everyone. It's been almost two months since our last episode. (laughs) Two months and then a giant span of not recording. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, uh, you know what, though, as I'm sure we've mentioned previously, I'm sure we mentioned it in the last episode, um, you know, things just got in the way. Well, a lot of of good things have have oh yeah come in the way i mean like we've both we've both been busy oh yeah we've both with, been busy with and, everything and work and jobs and life yeah <laughs> you know yeah, and, and then the holidays and, and the holidays and, i mean the only reason why we even had that episode when we did was because we were on thing we were we had we were in the same room <laughs> yeah we're like we're recording basically. damn it <laughs> this is happening no I, I i just basically like we have to record this is we we have a length of time. We're yep. not bothered by anything. We're we not have leaving. to record. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of forced. It was. But, well, we're literally forced. We're, we placed ourselves in a room and we didn't come out until the f- recording was finished. <laughs> it's like, nope. Damn it. Nope. We are not leaving this room right. until we have an episode recorded. And, and we um, and we did with a couple interruptions by indeed, Dan. which which apparently was like the best part according to half the people who listened to the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just Dan interrupting and then yep. Lindsay interrupting and then yep, yep that's yep. what happens. Our friends love uh, us. Yes. Um. Now that episode and the last couple episodes we were in the same room for. However, due to scheduling and weather and stuff. We are not in the same room. We are going back to the old school way of uh, we are. being miles apart. Yeah. Dozens of which, miles. Which, you know, could explain the bad audio on my end, but... Hopefully not. I mean... Hopefully... Prob- let's not sugar, Cody, Jeff. <laughs> it's just, pretty let's, awful. Let's just be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I have a Guitar Hero microphone hooked up to my laptop right now. And I was the only thing that's actually keeping me to actually having good audio is a pop filter. <laughs> two feet, two inches in front of my face. So basically, uh, yeah, because we we're, half of us are recording on a half of us. One part of us is one recording on a, <laughs> on a it rock is band half. mic. half. <laughs> that is half, right? There's only two of us here. You no know. one else is joining. Um, one of us is recording on the on that, and then I have my eighty-five dollar or yeah, eighty-five dollar microphone on a stand with my pop filter and my Sony headphones on. Like, well, it's I not have your so- fault. well. Hold on, there, Jeff. <laughs> I have Sony headphones. In oh, right oh now. okay, okay. Now we're the even. giant, giant headphones. <laughs> yep, that is almost noise canceling. Really, when you think about it, I know. I had to actually jack up the sound going into my headphones because it, the the I could not hear myself talk. Yeah. And it got it was hard because it's like um I don't know if I'm being too loud or not because I can't hear myself because these headphones are fairly noise canceling and yeah. I could not hear my own voice yeah and then I just I I don't know if I'm shouting or not so we had to fix that I fixed yeah. that so anyways anyway. Colin uh for those of you who are listening to the show as per usual and I got past, a list. Colin has a paper list. I am lazy and I do not own a printer, so I am using the online version of the Oscar Well, I mean, I could have used my iPad, but my iPad's charging right now. Oh, yes. I debated using the... Because I thought there was an app. For some reason, I thought years ago there was, like, an Oscar app. I thought there was an app. And I can't find... There's, like, there's like secondhand other people made their own, like, oh, here's all the information about the Oscar winners, But... but they were... 
they were updated like years ago and it's like i don't yeah. really know i don't yeah so i'm on oscar.go.com which i cannot believe abc is still using that whole dot go thing for their websites i just realized that <laughs> not important but uh i am using the yes online. it is jeff <laughs> is very important bit? like i didn't i don't understand like i feel like that's a whole executives at abc is like dot go is going to be a thing <laughs> whether or not everyone else likes it we yeah. are making this a thing in 1994 they decided <laughs> yeah. that's a thing and they're they're holding on to it. I mean, I guess I give ABC credit for, uh, yeah, you know, keeping that whole dot go. We're gonna thing keep it dot go when it should. When it could. Ally very- McBeal's doing really well. <laughs> we have to keep it dot go. Is our competition the X Files still holding strong? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, how's AOL doing? We're doing so well with AOL, right? Uh. Anyways. It's still going to be dot go, right? <laughs> when it really, it should just be like oscar.abc.com. Or how about this? How about just oscar.com? Like, what is that? Hold on. Let's I think uh, it is oscar.com. Oh, isn't it, it actually redirects to oscar.go.com. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so they do have oscar.com. Then oh, just make man. it be oscar.com. <laughs> That's wow. terrible. I'm sorry, we got onto a complete tangent regarding the website of the Academy Awards or of the Oscars. All right. Correction. So, anyways, so Colin, so you have your paper. We're gonna go through the list as if you have listened to this before, or if you're new. Let's recap this whole thing. Okay. We go through the list. We choose which one we think is going to be the one that wins, and then we just. And then we watch the Oscars like everyone else. Yep. And uh, we wait and see the, the nominations who were revealed who won. And we tally up who wins the most points. They're all based on points. So we tally them up and we see who wins. Mostly, let's just see if Colin wins every <laughs> yep. year. Because guess what? <laughs> Colin has won the last two years. Last year was close. In a wasn't row. It? In a row. In a row. Yeah. And wasn't last year, wasn't it really close? Like It I, was that, really co- close. I, it was the one time where it's like, man, I hope Jeff wins. Because <laughs> I feel like last year was like we came down to. It was, was like, like last two. Like, like last two, two awards. Yeah, it was like two awards. Because I'm watching it going, I'm winning. Holy crap. I'm actually going to win this year. Oh, my God. Oh, it's totally going to be this movie. It's totally going to be that. Oh, no, and not. and then it came to like the best actor actress <laughs> and best picture what? line, and I just floored it. Yep. From then on out, and I just I I feel like I remember uh, I remember like that's right because I chose American Hustle for the best motion picture, which looking back I should have no! known it was going to be Twelve no. Years a Slave. <laughs> By the way, I finally watched 12 Years of Slave. Yeah, how was that? Finally watched. Well, not a feel-good movie. <laughs> really? Tell you that much me, right now. You're telling me a movie called 12 Years of Slave was not a feel-good movie? No. No, not at all. Shut the front door. You are right. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, Jeff. I don't know if it was like the white guilt in me or something. I just, oh. That, you know, from I've, one minute like from the beginning to the end of the film i just felt bad the entire time and i feel like that's that's yeah i feel like that's accurate <laughs> you know <laughs> i feel like that's i feel like that whole like white guilt thing yeah i kind of feel like that kind of comes out and it's not anybody's it's not anybody's fault or it's not in, it's just i feel like that's part well, of I'll our tell heritage you, this. you know i'll tell you this lupita nyong'o 
she completely deserved that Academy Award. Oh, oh yeah. Completely oh, yeah. deserved it. Oh, Because yeah. after watching the film, I was like, yep. <laughs> that made sense. That and I've done sense. that. I have that done that where, sense. like, like movies I have seen prior to the awards or even, like, I haven't watched this movie. Like, there's, and this, again, this year, there's a lot of these movies mm-hmm. that are nominated that I did not see. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. So it's kind of a, it's hard to judge, like, oh, what exactly am I going to vote for? Because I don't have a full, like, oh, I've seen all of these movies. I know exactly what it is. Right. But I've gone back. You know, I've gone back like months later and been like, oh, okay, let's watch this movie that got nominated and won for this. You know, why the hell did this win? I watch it and then I go, oh, oh, yeah, no, that totally is the reason why that won. Like, yeah. it makes sense. You, yeah. you kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, you won no, for it, a good it reason. Makes, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how much, how many, you said like you haven't really watched much of the movies this year. No, I, I haven't just because, you know, not intentional. I just, I didn't get around to watching a lot of movies. I didn't go out to the theaters see, that much this year. this is the thing. I'm just like, where I'm in the exact opposite, where I feel like I know a lot of the movies on this list, mm-hmm. or I've actually seen a lot of the movies on this list. And that's the thing is like, there's like, I'm looking through, I'm looking through the, the credit or the, the nominations and I'm like, well, I know of like, okay. I didn't see Interstellar. I know of Interstellar. I've actually, okay, best musical, well, that's original score. I've actually listened to that score. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know, like, I know of a lot of the movies, but at the same time, I don't, I haven't seen those. But there's still, like, one or two of them where I'm like, I have no idea what this movie is. Right. Like, Mr. Turner? What was that movie? Um, that was a painting movie. Oh, was that the one with the dude from, um, oh God, this guy from Harry Potter? Yeah. The guy who played what? Wormtail? That's basically <laughs> that everyone, and that's how you describe the movie. Is it, isn't like, the entire movie like people from Harry Potter too, actually? <laughs> Hold on. I don't me. know. Maybe. Uh, I could be completely wrong. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's Timothy Spall. It's the guy from Harry Potter. Yeah. What else is in here? Oh, no, I'm wrong. There's nobody else from Harry Potter in this movie. <laughs> just one person. It's just him. Uh, <laughs> it's just him that's... playing Wormtail. Uh, but Wormtail's a painter. Uh, I, okay, so my hypothesis was not right at all. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, oh, well. Yeah, you know what? Um, so guess what? Not going to vote for that movie, I guess. Well, <laughs> Mr. Turner's not going to win for that award. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get in on this. Um Let's crack it down. Uh, yeah, because there's no other real conversations to have. Like, I was looking at last year's episode, and we were talking about um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Hoffman having right. just died. Him, and, him passing away. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, there's nothing, you know, knock on wood, thank God, there's nothing major like that that's happened yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, so let's just, I would say, let's just let's just get into this. Let's, let's just have, dive right into it. Let's okay. have fun. Now, I'm going to um, have you name off the categories because I don't know if my list is different because I feel like mine okay. is alphabetical. Oh, well, that's interesting. So, yeah, so it's like actor, actress, actor, actress, animated, cinematography, costume, directing, doc- like it's actually alphabetical. So you name them however order you want to go okay. and I'll just well, scroll and find it. I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. And that works. Usually this is actually, this is actually kind of where the most of the list actually starts. So um, we're going to start with best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. I, I apparently have to do that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So the nominees for this are Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. I, I love that alternate title. I do too. It it feels very much so like Doctor Strangelove or yeah. how I, you know, like I love that yeah. there's an alternate title as part of the title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I feel like I should refer to that as that title 
it's not everybody's Birdman. gonna say it's Birdman. It's like oh, it's like, oh, no. the unexpected virtue of ignorance. It makes it sound like such more of a dramatic movie. I mean, yeah. it is a dramatic movie, but uh, it feels more dramatic, <laughs> right? Than it actually is. Um, so the unexpected virtue of ignorance, mm-hmm. boyhood, mm-hmm. Foxcatcher, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. Now, Colin, how many of these movies have you seen? Uh, quite a bit. Um, I just saw Birdman last month. Um, I haven't seen Boyhood, but I've heard okay. really good things about Boyhood. Yeah, um, that's the one that took, like, what, 12 years to make? 13. 13 years? 13 years, and you see the evolution of the basically the boy. And right. You see this entire story unfold over... 13 years right because they cast the kid when he was like six or something like that yeah, and something like that and followed then him followed him up into adulthood i'm pretty sure um and that's a fantastic story um Foxcatcher, i i wanted to see i did too i was curious to see it. i heard it was slow that could be like uh, for for whatever reason, I just heard that it was like, well, it was a good movie, but it was also very slow and like almost purposefully slow though, yeah. and kind of drawn out. It was supposed to just kind of make you get uncomfortable while watching it, right? Um, yeah, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I just watched like mm-hmm. a couple weekends ago. Um, I love absolutely, even if he doesn't win, Wes Anderson films are like my favorite. Thing now, in the world. I was listening to other people talking about that because, again, I, okay, as we've discussed before many times on this podcast and other podcasts, I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan. Not complaining about him. I completely understand what makes him appeal to a lot of people. He's just, it's his filmmaking is not my style of filmmaking that I enjoy watching, yeah. but, you know, it's each his own by all means. I heard the Grand Budapest Hotel from numerous different people was, was more, um, how do I want to say this? Like more, not, I don't want to say like Oscar friendly because he seems to always be nominated for Oscars for yeah. his movies, but it seems to be a little more like uh, general public friendly that it's not as Wes Anderson E as his past movies. Right. But at the same time, still obviously has his flair and is not, you know, is not the like mainstream movies that he did for a little while. Um, like fantastic. Mr. Fox people were complaining was more like mainstream then yeah you know then like yeah you know like what life aquatic and royal tenenbaums like those are his movies those are very much so wes anderson and that the grand budapest hotel was more going back to how he was like how like the type of movies he makes but was still a little more open to yeah. the general public yeah i felt like there was definitely like a, a nice storyline through grand budapest hotel so I mean, maybe I'll check it out. Um, it's I mean, I'm willing it, to give him a it's, try. It, it's a really entertaining story overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me almost that feel of um, Life Aquatic because I really enjoy Life Aquatic and how okay. it's just. Um, and I also tell people it's like if you're not a big Wes Anderson fan, watch Life Aquatic because it's a little bit more grounded. Okay, and it's Bill Murray. Kind of has the lead role being Bill Murray, (laughs) more or less. I enjoy my Bill Murray. So, and he's he was he'd be like the main reason why I'd come into watching 
yeah, the movie. Because, and, you know, yeah. Well, just, that's the other thing. Like, Bill Murray is, like, pretty much in every one of Wes Anderson's films, right. more or less in one. Yeah, he makes a cameo in this movie. He's on <laughs> screen for maybe, like, five minutes. And that's what I heard, is that he doesn't really, he doesn't have, like, a big character in it, but he's at least in the movie. Well, I mean, it's, just... like, it's important to the story, but other than that, he's just, he's just kind of there. It's right. just like, oh, hey. It's <laughs> hey, like, Bill we Murray. need a role to fill? I'm out, Bill. So it's like we just we have five minutes. Let's um. Does he does he want to does he want to come in? Does he want to come in and do it? Real yeah. Quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He's good. Or yeah. it's just hey, uh, this guy fell out and Bill just shows up because it's Bill Murray and he likes he's to just, just randomly like, show up places. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'll take care of that. That's uh, I horrible. want to make a documentary on just the phenomenon that is Bill Murray. That is Bill Murray. Yeah. Only if you call it Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> and just being like, what does that mean? It's like, well, I don't know. It's just it's because well, it's Bill Murray. No, it just is. I'll, I'll probably tell a story. I'll tell a Bill, Bill Murray story. If I already haven't told it on the podcast, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, but it's a good story. We'll refer back to that in the end. Okay. Be a nice little treat for everybody. Oh, stay tuned. And hopefully we don't forget about it. Hopefully I don't forget about it. <laughs> So, if we do, we'll try to remember. We'll include it in the Oscar recap episode. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote it so, down. Okay, all right. So, uh, your choice, uh, no, my actually, choice. Yeah, you go. it's it's Birdman. You think Birdman? I'm thinking Birdman. There's just something about it when I actually watched it. There's just something about it that just felt different than any other film that I've right. seen. And especially, like, how, yeah. Well, I mean, that will get into cinematography and stuff, but for as far as storyline of just, like, the behind-the-scenes, behind-the-scenes of um, how a play is put together and mm-hmm. how the amount of stress of actually putting something together on Broadway is shown through this film. Right. And um, just basically film actors coming into a stage performance genre i guess and how people don't really like to interact with that so much and just um michael keaton's character just just trying to keep everything together mm-hmm. it's just a it's it's awesome as i guess is the best way i could describe the film you know and, and, and that's... i think that and i think the writing goes really strong in it. there's six writers on this right yeah, so. there's, there's a lot of people, isn't there? Yeah. You know, and like, that's a good, that's, you bring up very good points because, like, I'm looking at this and, because this is a tough decision to me. Like, originally I was thinking, like, Nightcrawler. But why I go back to Birdman myself is because out of these five movies, mm-hmm. Birdman is the one movie that I continuously hear people going, so what do you think happened at the end? Like, there's conversation mm-hmm. that starts because of that movie. Yeah. Some people can argue that that means the movie was poorly written. If you have to be like, what the hell happened at the end of the movie? But no, I don't think it's what the hell happened at the end of the movie. I think it's what the hell happened at the end of the movie that, you know, it's not so much writing yourself into a a hole or a DSS machina or Mm -hmm. anything like that. I think it's just kind of leaving it somewhat open. Right. For people that's just like here, we're going to go with this. Right. Interpret what you think it is. Right. Exactly. Like here, it's, you know, and that's what I was getting to. It's like, it's not bad writing. I feel like it was clever writing because it was written in a way and produced and directed in a way where it made you want to have conversations with Mm -hmm. other people about Mm -hmm. it. 
you heard a lot of people talking about boyhood but it's all about wow they they took the last 12 years to make this movie it's actually this or however many years and actually following this kid as he grows up that's cool that's usually the end of that conversation Foxcatcher is always oh it's Steve Carell in makeup and then Grand Budapest Hotel is oh it's another Wes Anderson film that's yeah. cool Nightcrawler is wow you know um, oh, why am I spacing on his name? Um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, he played a really creepy guy. That's it. Like it's all about the performances, mm-hmm. or like the technical aspect of it. Birdman was the one film out of this where it actually made you question. Like it actually wanted to have conversations. It made you about question it. a lot of things, yeah. especially the film itself. So you know, I honestly, mean, you got to think about it when the film opens up of a man levitating. Yeah, which is just like the fuck is going on? You, 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 you right away you begin to question things right when the movie begins. Which is good that they threw that level of kind of weirdness, if yeah. you will, because right it, it at almost the start. throws it. It was kind of a good decision to actually do that right away because yes. it's like okay, this is not your typical typical film. This right. is an odd. This is a little bit off the cuff of a strange film. Like, there's something different. There's something there's, wrong or something different yep. about this film. Yep. It's not It's not what, It's not not what. the movie that you... like. Because I think if it just was him sitting at his desk, people would be like, okay, so this is going to be a okay, drama. Well, this is a drama. But the, but and the, then when this the stuff happened later... Him, yeah, and the stuff that happens later... well, then It would have been confusing. That, that would have been weird. But, like, but, w- why is he flying? What the hell is that? Like, yeah. it would have been too much. But by opening with that shot of him levitating, you're like, oh... Oh, oh, okay. So, what's actually going on? Like, oh, like, well, yeah. it's like I always look at it as like, oh, is he sitting on a stool or something? No. Mm-hmm. And it's like they move in, and it's oh no, he's no, he's, uh, he's floating just floating <laughs> in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will agree. So, uh, my choice, yes, I will actually, I'll agree okay. as well. Birdman. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that one. So, all right. Just because it's. Uh, Okay, we got a lot of ground to cover. So. I know, I know. We need to, we need to like cut back on our. We're, we're twenty four <laughs> minutes in. We got to cut a lot of ground to cover. Okay, All best right. adapted screenplay. All right, now we'll read these. Um, All right, uh, writing best adapted screenplay. The nominees are American Sniper, The Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Okay, I will say right off the bat. It will probably be, oh, shit. Um, okay, best adapted screenplay, meaning it's adapted from a previous work already created. If we are going for the sense of, hey, let's find the movie that is most you know, well adapted from its source material, it's going to be Inherent Vice because that movie is practically chapter for chapter what the book is. Wow. They cut one chapter out of the book Everything else is in the movie. Hmm. Like, everything. I hated that movie. <laughs> I've, it was so boring and just stupid to me. I, like, I'm sorry. I'm not, sorry to hear that. Well, okay, like, well, I saw boring. the trailer. I was just like, that might be actually kind of interesting to watch. Well, like, and we watched it. Joe and I watched it. Right. We actually watched well, we yeah, we watched it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how we watched it. We watched it. We didn't <laughs> you, pirate you it. You watched we did, it. We did not pirate it. Legitimately. We did not we legitimately. In the did theaters. Watch it. With we people. It. Um, 
But Joe and I saw that movie, and we watched it, and you know, we were watching it the whole time, and we're we're kind of you know, we were intrigued, like, well, where are they going with this? Like, what is, what is there going to be like a payoff at the end? And then about three quarters of the way through the movie, we realized, not really. Like, there's an end, there's a payoff. The last 15 minutes of the movie is really good. Mm. Like, I enjoyed the last 15, but it just was kind of one of those where it's like, well, this is an odd film, mm-hmm. and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, okay. And then I like I'm like okay, and then we got done with the movie and I'm like, "All right, let me let me look up what what the plot, like what is a breakdown of the plot of the book?" Cuz I'm like, I want to see if they forgot something. No, they literally everything beat for beat is in the book, is in that movie, except for one sequence, which did not need to be in the movie because even so in the book, it felt completely out of place. Right. So, if you're in my opinion, Mostly because I did not see any of the other movies on this list. <laughs> well, I have seen Imitation Game. Okay. And I wanted to see Whiplash. Now, what was Whiplash? Whiplash is about a college student who joins the... Uh, he, he goes to this prestigious college, this prestigious university. And it's best known for its uh, jazz program. Oh, that's the one with J.K. Simmons in it. Yep. yep. Oh, and, I remember um, seeing the trailer. He's now. basically a he's he's a drummer, and uh, he's more or less uh, just tries to put up with this ruthless band director. Got it. Who is played by J.K. Simmons? I really Got want it. it. Well, it's like for me being a jazz guy, I really wanted to see it, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, I might, I may or may not have had professors like that. Which is terrifying, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just that whole sense of it. It's just like it harkened back to like my older times. It's like I want to see this movie, <laughs> and like I tell people about it. It's like I want to see Whiplash. You guys want to see Whiplash? And they're like, "What's Whiplash?" Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer now because I'm watching it right now. Because mm. uh, the beauty of the of the Oscar.go.com website <laughs> is that for <laughs> ooh. Is that for each of the nominations, you can click on it, you can actually watch the trailer. Oh, that's nice. So I'm watching the trailer for this movie, and I'm like, yeah, I totally remember seeing the trailer for this. But it was one of those movies where I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, and then never heard anything about it. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even know it was out in theaters. And I, when was it released? Oh, October 15th. Yeah, I was going to say it was like October. Was recently, yeah. Like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember ever seeing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Wait, no, that was the that was uh, Sundance. September. That's the New York Film Festival. When the hell was it actually released? Oh, it was released limited. That's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there just wasn't a big There was push an for ample it. opportunity for that. Got it. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to, yeah. Oh, damn it. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to do inherent vice, but I'm probably going to be wrong. Okay. So what is yours, Joyce? I it's been I've been going back and forth between Imitation Game, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. <laughs> All three really good films. Um, right. Inherent Vice, not a good film. Not a good film. <laughs> it really wasn't. 
Um, <laughs> it's Joaquin Phoenix like high for yeah, two hours. Because that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> yep, like, oh, that's all it is. God, they chose that role so well for him. Oh yeah, I mean he and again, again, don't get me wrong, he did a great job. Everybody in that movie did a great job, but it was just like his story mm. is not intriguing whatsoever to me. Because it's basically like a high detective from the 70s. And it's based on a series of books. And this mm. is the first time any of these stories have ever been adapted to the screen. But it's like, I can see why it's never been adapted to the screen. So, yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to go with Imitation Game. Okay. Yeah. Just that was the one of. That was a really great film. That was the one with uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Yeah, and he okay. plays uh, Alan Churning. The guy who breaks the uh, uh, um, him Nazi and code. his team build a computer to break the Enigma code. The Enigma which is, code. Which is what the, the Nazis, Nazis were using, right? Which is the code that the Nazis were using to okay. um, basically send reports to uh, various subs and... Yeah, and that's the whole reason. Like, like they always say, like that's one of the main reasons why, like, we won or like we we stop. We we helped. Sto- they helped stop it, it. Shortened up the war by two years because it gave us the edge of being able to. But see, that's also what sucks about it because in the film they they break it, but um, because because of the whole nature of it, it's like if we tell the Americans or British or whoever, if we tell the Allies about these certain coordinates, mm-hmm. the Nazis are going to know we, that we broke the code. So there's oh. only like a short, there's, there's a small percentage of um, codes that they could release right. and do with a very low threat level. Um, so then they couldn't, uh, the Nazis couldn't pick up that they actually broke the code. Got it. And it's like, that's a terrible thing to have. Yeah. I mean, that's like having, like, this all-encompassing superpower, and you can do nothing but stand by and watch. Hmm. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> I, had nothing to, I had nothing to add to that. I'm like, yes, I yeah. agree. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> anyway. But, best achievement right. in visual effects. Visual effects. You know what? Is your list alphabetical? Reverse alphabetical? Is your next one sound mixing? Yes, it is. Oh, look at that. So we are going in the right order. Okay, okay, okay. good, 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 good. Um, so, all right. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Go Best achievement in count. visual effects. Mm-hmm. I hate this list so much. Um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Interstellar, mm-hmm. X-Men Days of Future Past. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <clears throat> Yeah, you're going with Donald. I've, I've already given you mine. <laughs> yeah, because I might actually also go with that too, just because I'm it's sorry. a no cap. But it was like, I'm looking at this list, like, I've seen all of these movies this I have, year. I have only not seen Interstellar. That's the only one on that list. Except Donna, it's like, I haven't seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. See, and I watched that one, and I liked that one. I did really like Interstellar, but it was nothing that, like, uh, that nothing really that jumped out at me. See, in that in that same argument, you can make for Captain America. You can yeah. make it for like I, these are all mo- movies that look beautiful. They're really great visual effects. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's like 
and you could technically make the same argument for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but it's like none of those other movies really stood out as uh, as a, a films of that that were that were different that were like ah well I haven't seen that before yeah you know like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes I feel like the reason why it's why like I chose that is because well it's a movie that uh, you know they've 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 ramped up the mocap and the visual effects to like from, eleven. Yeah, those those damn dirty apes. See what I did there? Mm. Uh, <laughs> they are. Um, ooh, look at me! Uh, me being all yeah. smart and stuff. Um, they are. Uh, it's uh, there is. You know, yeah, there's there's moments where it's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Like yeah, that's CG. Mm. But there's also a lot of time where it's like, damn, that looks legit. Mm-hmm. The movie starts. Not spoiling, but it starts. And ends with a close-up of Caesar's eyes, and you kind of forget that that's all CG. Yeah, like that's how amazing this has come. And I swear that that it that movie better win just from that stand alone, from that point alone. The fact that you can have a close-up of a computer-generated creature's eyes, and you forget that it's computer-generated. Yeah, that's gotta tell you something. Yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> ditto. What's ditto? <laughs> like, like, a, it's like everything. I mean, that, it, it makes that's the section I love. But like, I feel like we should talk about that whole section. But it's like, no, that's that is legit, legitimately that, it. That's legit. <laughs> that's all I have. It's Andy Circus needs like a, you know, his own. He should get like an honorary Oscar. He needs an honorary Oscar. Speaking of honorary Oscars, mm-hmm. um, Hayao Miyazaki is getting an honorary. Oh really? Uh, Academy Award this year really? for his uh, for his films. Oh, I did not even know that. Yeah, which is actually really nice. Which is actually probably what I'll do tonight is watch a bunch of his films because it's mm-hmm. like I've never seen them and they're beautiful and gorgeous and wonderful storytelling and odd, but they're great <laughs> films. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched any of his. Okay. Um, well, next section. Sound mixing, correct? Yes. All right. Sound mixing. Here are your nominees. American Sniper. Birdman, or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Interstellar. Unbroken. And Whiplash. The hell is Unbroken? <laughs> is that Angelina Jolie movie? Oh. Oh, it is that one. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know these titles. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized that. No. Like the more yeah. I look, I'm like, I don't know what this movie is. That's right. That's the plane crash. Right. Yep. And the people lived on the raft. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. I know. Yeah. Um uh, Interstellar. I'm taking a shot here. Yeah. I really don't know. I don't know. I heard American Sniper. Really? Is really good on sound mixing. I suppose because I'm assuming that that because that's going to be like, um, like war. Yeah. Mm, that does make sense, wouldn't it? I'm trying to think here. You see, this is always the category. Like it's almost always. Uh, this is it's always like sound mixing and like sound editing where we're kind of like um this one sure i you know what oh crap 
You know what? That's actually a really good point. American yeah. Sniper might be a good sound. Mm-hmm. Because it's the whole battle, which is going to be, so you're going to have, like, war sounds. You're going to have, like, the silence of him. Yeah, okay, you know what? No, I will say, I will actually, I'll agree. If I, I'll say American Sniper, too. Okay. That's a good point. Okay. Are you going to do American Sniper? Yeah, you know what I'm going to do okay. American Sniper. Look at that. We have a couple of the same. Not that it matters, because it always matters when we get to the end. Right. Like the last three, because we're always, we usually are different. <laughs> Everything, Yeah. Everything's different. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Next section. Uh, achievements in sound editing. All right. Uh, American Sniper. Uh-huh. Uh, Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Uh, the Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, Interstellar and Unbroken. Hmm. I'm actually looking up real quick something, and I'm pretty sure that I looked this up last year. What the difference is between sound editing and sound mixing? Because I cannot remember what the difference is. I want to verify. <laughs> I can't either. I can't either. <laughs> All right. So this is actually uh, this is from somebody within the Oscars from a couple years ago. Sound editing is the process by which sounds are sourced, created, and captured. If you need the noise of a distressed zebra for Life of Pi, the sound editor gets it, either by recording a zebra or combining other sounds. Sound mixing, on the other hand, refers to the process of putting the sounds together for the film's film's final track. Okay, so, sound editing, which is the section we are on, is the acquiring of sounds Mm -hmm. and creating the sounds that are going to be used for the movie. Sound mixing is taking all of those sounds and dialogue and putting it together for the final track. Right. So, which is why these two categories, and it's so weird. Like I, I completely get why these sound, these are two different categories because these are two different groups of people normally. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that means, that means creating sounds that creating and acquiring sounds that don't normally exist. I, um, I will, I think I, I think it's one of two movies. Yeah. You give your choice. What is your? What is your? What do you think it's going to be? I mean, I can give you my option, but what's your option? It's the Hobbit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that be- would make sense because sound editing is going to be the creation of sounds to be used for the movie. Mm-hmm. So, a movie like Birdman, it's a movie that takes place in a theater in right. New York. Really, it's not as, imp- which this makes it sound, this is not demeaning, but it's not as impressive as like a movie where it's The Hobbit, which takes place in a fictitious land with creatures that don't exist. That is with, true. You know, with like environments that are different. So it's having to be more creative to create it. You could argue the same thing with Interstellar. That's true. Or the absence of sound. Exactly. So it's like, I like it's it's tough. You can argue it multiple ways, but I feel like The Hobbit is the one that's going to win that. Okay. Do you agree? Or are you still thinking? I'm still thinking. Okay. That is a good <laughs> argument, though. <laughs> that's my argument for it, so. And yeah, I will say gonna, this. You know what? I'm going to say the same thing. I will say this. Having uh, having done uh, AFI now for over two years, my approach to films has definitely changed. And I'm trying to I look at movies in a completely different way now than I ever used to because yeah. I'm seeing what classifies as good, what works, what doesn't work. And it's I'm not I'm 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 a movie aficionado, 
but I'm not like a movie expert by all means. No. Because obviously there's movies that I just cannot understand why the population enjoy. That's true. You know, but at the same time, I love movies that the rest of the world's like, the hell are you liking that movie for? (laughs) That movie was terrible. I think it's good. (laughs) Of course, I'm very optimistic about everything. You are. Like, (laughs) that's that's usually my thing. It's just like, if it's a good film, I'm probably going to like it. Right. If it's a bad film, I'm going to find out why I don't like it. Right. And I'm usually the opposite. If it's a good and movie, usually if it's I a really like bad movie. film, I actually just watch it more just to comment, make oh, commentary yeah. on it. Go Mystery Science Theater on it. Yeah. It's like, this movie's terrible, which is the sole reason I own Avatar. Yes. That movie is <laughs> god-awful. And they're making a trilogy. I'm like, why? Oh, God. But there was, okay, so a real side note regarding mm. Avatar, regarding mm. that, because yeah. I, I heard I heard a convincing argument on, uh, on on one of the other podcasts that I listened to yeah. while driving to work, and it was regarding, do we really need more Avatar movies, or would you rather see James Cameron make more, like, a different original content? Somebody made the argument that Terminator, which was his, the first Terminator film, was an okay movie, it wasn't the greatest. It was new, it was creative, it was different, but it wasn't the greatest movie. Right. Then James Cameron, a decade later, made Terminator 2, which is basically classified as one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time. Mm. Also, one of the greatest sequels of all time, where it actually blows the first film out of the water. Mm. So the argument these, that people were making was, look, he managed to take his own movie, that his own series he created, and actually make a better movie the second time around because he learned what worked and what didn't work, and he was able to focus on different stuff. So the argument is, is that maybe the second Avatar film is going to be the new Terminator 2, where, like, yeah, the first one was okay, it was kind of a one-hit wonder type thing, but now the second one actually was really good because it, it focused on a different storyline. Yeah. Like, that was the argument. Yeah, no, I guess I could optimistic. see something like that. <laughs> because really, when I think about it, it was just, it was a lot of style and no substance. Right. When I watched it. It's like, this is a Native American Trail of Tears type oh, yeah. tale. I mean, it's, this is stupid. It's Gully. <laughs> yeah. Which, and then that's where that's where this conversation It's goes. also Gully. Yes, it's very yeah. much Gully. And that's where this kind of like this is where you could go with it, where it's like, well, look, maybe what he did was he used the first film to kind of test the waters and went, look, here's a new world, here's a new concept. Oh, okay, so people were at least semi interested in the movie. All right, so now that we've established the world that we can play in, now we're gonna go into the actual story. Yes, you could argue he should have done that in the first place, but maybe he just maybe he wanted to. Again, test the boundary waters before he actually dove headfirst into that world. And then now, hopefully, since he's making a trilogy, another trilogy, so there's going to be four Avatar films when it's all done, mm-hmm. he's he purposely said that they're writing the screenplays so stuff like all three films connect. There's stuff that happens that pays off later. This works, you know, stuff in part one comes into play in part two or part three and, you know, vice versa. Like, like there's a there's a whole cohesive storyline, so as much as the first movie was really kind of just a stupid ripoff of other films, I am intrigued to see what he does with it. So I don't even know how we got onto that topic. Why did we talk about Avatar? Oh, bad movies we made fun of. That's right, bad movies we made fun of. <laughs> Sorry, I just that was something that I that I thought about that. Uh, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's actually a really good point. And so I'm yeah. a little more optimistic for the next Avatar film. 
So, okay. Yep. Did you oh. choose? Kyle, um, did you choose? Yeah, I went with uh, Hobbit. Did you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I could not remember if you chose or if we no, were still No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm going with <laughs> Hobbit. All right. Um, short film, live action? Yes. All right. Short film, live action. And your nominees are, oh my God, more names I got to remember how to pronounce. <laughs> right? Um, Wait until we get to the foreign category. I, I, that's the category oh, that we always have fun with. <laughs> love it. Love it so much. Um, short film, live action. Your category, your nominations are uh, Aya? 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 Aya. We'll say Aya. Aya. I, I, I want to go with Aya. Aya. Mostly because it sounds... Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, does it sound correct? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, also, it sounds like an outcast song. It's very true, actually. Ah, yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring that back. Well, that was only like, what, 13 years ago? <laughs> right, outcast uh, is a national treasure. <laughs> watch your mouth. Andre yes. 3000 is a genius. <laughs> let's let's just throw him right up there with Jimmy Stewart, huh? Right. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> well, you know. It can't be just one, you know. Uh, I mean, Zach Efron's got to, you know, he's got to earn his peak somehow. He's, he's close. He's close. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Boogaloo and Graham. Butter Lamp. La lamp au beurre de l'yac. I used to take French, and I'm pretty sure I just butchered that horribly. Eh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Butter lamp is the name of the Butter movie. Lamp. Butter lamp, which I think I just chose my movie. <laughs> I like the name. <laughs> uh, Parvene. Parvena? Parvene? Para parvene. Parvene. Par- we'll do parvene. Par- 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 Parvene? Gorname. Poor Garna. Bargiarno. Bongiarno. And then finally, the phone call. Um, This is the section where I've never seen any of these movies. Nope. <laughs> and I'm going to choose Butterlamp because I like the name. Chef's choosing Butterlamp. <laughs> For no other reason than I'm I I'm going to be name. more rational and choose the uh, phone call. Um, uh, uh, reason? <laughs> I've heard it's supposed to be good. Like, out of everything, I've heard, like, this is the one that, like, you should be watching. As opposed to Butterland. <laughs> Need a good cry. Oh, great. <laughs> the phone call tells a wrenching story of loss and depression that somehow, by the end, is so uplifting you'll wonder how it can do it in 20 minutes, what some full-length features can't do in two hours. Boom! <laughs> well, now i got to look up Butter Call. <laughs> What is butter, it called? Butter call or butter phone? What did I just... Butter, butter lamp. lamp. <laughs> butter lamp, Jeff. Uh, I already forgot the name of the movie. That I'm in. Let's look up butter That's lamp, That's how forgettable we? this movie is. <laughs> um, butter lamp. Uh, I need... No, I need more. Get, um, movie. Butter, butter lamp? Oh, this is all. A young... Oh, my God. A young photographer and his assistant suggest to Tibetan nomads to photograph them in front of various backgrounds. What the hell did I just choose? <laughs> Too bad. What did I choose? I, I, I want to go back. If you want to choose something else, you can. I don't want to do this one. <laughs> I don't want to 
want to have a butter lamp. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing butter lamp. You're going to stick with butter lamp? Okay. Yep. yep. Why the hell not? Okay. Just because I want to hear. And the winner for best short film is butter lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that. Oh, butter lamp. Butter lamp. It sounds like a weird... I don't even know what that would be. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. I'm glad anyway. it's a short. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's just taking pictures of Tibetan monks in front of different backgrounds. That's the movie. <laughs> Great. Butter lamp. <laughs> All right. Next category. Uh, okay. Oh, um, best animated short film. One of my favorite categories. Um, the Bigger Picture. The Dam Keeper. Feast. Me and my Molten. A Single Life. I'm going with Feast. Now, I have not heard of any of these. Feast is the Disney film done in the same style as Paper Man, but this time it's done in color, about a small um, bulldog. French fry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just clicked on the trailer, and it's a shot of a French fry that just landed. Oh, yeah. look at the puppy! Yeah. It's about He's a puppy. the French fry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm legitimately just watching the short right now. Um... He's a cute puppy. Oh, well, yeah, this is obviously going to win. <laughs> yeah, because it's Disney. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to do that one, too, because it's Disney, and yeah. it's a cute puppy. <laughs> it's a puppy. He's a cute little puppy. <laughs> oh, I love our rational decisions behind certain films. Well, butter well, lamp. It's also <laughs> butter lamp. By the way, I'm pretty positive that's the title of this episode. Butter lamp. Butter lamp, with like four exclamation points after it. <laughs> Oh, oh, I like that title. Oh, that's dark. good. Um, I wanted to do the Oscars idiosyncrasies in you. <laughs> Is the title for the episode? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Exploring the human body. <laughs> <laughs> they get like an old school like, uh, like yeah. projector di- like yeah. short for <laughs> the health or, class. Or butter lamp. Butter lamp. Or okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. We can we call can, it. We can do that. We can totally yeah. do that. It's called butter lamp. Or the Oscars and what is it? What did you say? The Oscars idiosyncrasies and, and you. you in parentheses. <laughs> yes, that's our title. Yes, beautiful. Oh, and Harry, guess what, everybody? It only took us an hour into the episode to come up with a title. Divine a title. <laughs> Butter lamp. Butter lamp. Or the Oscars idiosyncrasies and you. Um, I enjoy that. I made a mark so I don't forget that. Okay, next category, shall we? <laughs> Production design. Yes. The Grand Budapest Hotel. The Imitation Game. Interstellar. Into the Woods. And Mr. Harry Potter. I mean, Mr. Turner. Um, <laughs> Harry, po- <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry <laughs> um, uh, You know what? I am actually going to say the Grand Budapest Hotel. I am going with that as well. Because I will admit... Again, having not not a huge Wes Anderson film, his movies always look really pretty. There, it it's very beautiful. It's the really entire, the entire film is very beautiful. It's very colorful. Yep. Um, how certain things are set up. He uses miniatures. He uses landscape photos, paintings. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yep. Especially the hotel itself. The hotel is almost a character itself. 
And that's just like, I feel like, you know, I have a feeling that it's probably going to end up being Into the Woods. But I think the Grand Budapest Hotel. I think it's going to be Grand Budapest. You can't be- really get past the, the really beautiful set design that was integrated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Grand Budapest Hotel. All right, next category, Colin. The achievement in music written for motion pictures or original song. Uh, Everything is awesome. Lego movie. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad something got nominated from Lego movie. Right. Uh, Glory from Selma. Grateful from Beyond the Lights. I'm not going to miss you, Glenn Campbell. I'll be me. Uh, Lost Stars, Begin Again. Hmm. I'm actively uh, searching on YouTube for all of these songs. I know everything is awesome. It's the one that I know. Mm. <laughs> but everything it's like, is awesome. <laughs> it's like, I don't know any of those other songs. <laughs> I think it's going to be Glory for Selma. I'm listening, and I was just kind of listening to part of that one. That's very... um. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling that might be it. Mm-hmm. Grateful kind of sounds like a normal, uh, just normal like R and B song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna miss you. By Glenn Campbell sounds like a normal Glenn Campbell song. And then <laughs> what about Lost Stars? That's the only one I don't know. I haven't heard yet. Um, Sounds like a normal song. Okay, I will agree. I think it's Glory from Selma. All right. As much as I really want it to be, everything is awesome. Oh, believe me, so do I. But they're performing that at the Oscars, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know what? That's just... Because that's such a fun, upbeat song. It's great. And again, Is it not? I, I, I would love that to be like any winner for Best Original Song is Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Everything is awesome! Only because I would want them to play that song as they are running up to the stage to accept the award. <laughs> oh, but I have a feeling it's going to be, I, I agree, I think it's going to be glory. Because yeah. just based upon, like, the five seconds of listening to it, it's, I understand why it's nominated. And I feel like, yes, it is very much so, like, a powerful song that has a deeper meaning to it. And it's well, well composed and well done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're on agreement for that one, right? Yep. Wow, we have a lot of agreement. Well, we usually do. These we are the lower ones. We usually do. I have a lot so. of agreements. Okay, well, best original score. Because of the score, I will give the composer, too. Because I find it funny that the same guy is nominated twice. Mm-hmm. The Grand Budapest Hotel for Alexandra Desplat. The Imitation Game for Alexandra Desplat. <laughs> So it's, he's got a good chance of winning. Just like, I got two out of the five. I yeah. better win something. <laughs> Interstellar by Hans Zimmer. That one Mystery. guy. That one dude. The guy From who, that uh, one movie. <laughs> the guy who basically wrote two pieces of music and has reused it for the last 30 years. Yeah, well. I love his music, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, it, he uses a lot of the same motifs over and over again. But so yeah, does Danny Elfman, well. so does John Williams. So okay, done with that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I made a comment, and I had no reason to make the comment because it, it happens all the time. Mr. Turner by Gary Yershon, and The Theory of Everything by Johan Johansson. 
I did not know that Johan Johansson did the theory of everything. I kind of want to go with Johan Johansson just because he literally has his own name and his last name. I know, right? Johan Johansson. Apparently. Johan Johansson. Apparently it uh, wasn't very creative appearance. It's just like, well, what do we call him? What do we call him? Well, we can take his last name and just put it at the beginning. What should we name him? Johan. That's his... That's the same as his last name. Doesn't matter. Johan. Johan Johansson. It's like JJ. calling somebody. It's like calling somebody Tom Thompson. It'd be yay yay. Like that's the equivalent to it. <laughs> It'd be yay yay. We'll call him yay yay. Let's listen. I'm listening to a little bit of the theory of everything score right now. Ooh, Ooh that's very empowering. Empowerfuling. Empowerfuling. These are words. Butterlamp. Butterlamp. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's grab one more quick track here. Let's look at this. I really wish I could be playing the audio so it could be recorded, but I can't do that. No. we get um, in trouble. We would. Well, as we're talking over it, so we're okay. No, we get in trouble. I might have to get this score. Ooh. Okay, theory of everything. Johan Johansson. Got it. Because <laughs> um, like, I've heard the Interstellar score, and I've heard the Imitation Game score. Um, The Interstellar one wasn't that It's amazing. Zimmer. And in a Christopher Nolan film, I mean, right. it wasn't like anything that that yeah. When I listened to it, it wasn't anything grabbing. Also, half that movie's silent anyway because they're <laughs> all in space. So the music just didn't really work that much. No, <laughs> it wasn't that much of music. I wonder why the score was so short. <laughs> yeah, because you know? it's lit- they're literally in space the majority of the time. There's like one sequence where I know, like, okay, it, this this needs music. <laughs> this this uh this needs something here. This, this yeah. is I got why there's music here. Yeah, I, I listened to it and there's like there's one or two tracks. The uh like there's a track called No Time for Caution. Yeah. That was like that one wasn't bad. Like I it's very much so it's the it's the track like if you go onto iTunes, it's the track yeah. that's like the highest rating too. Yeah. So it's kinda like the single from the score, but you know, it it wasn't it wasn't anything holy crap, it's amazing. Like so I, but I, the theory of everything that's that's cool. I need to uh, I need to buy that because that sounds very that interesting sounds to me. Pretty impressive. So all right, that's my choice. Going so we're we're uh, we we're on agreement again, again. Colin. Hmm. Well, because Johan 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 Johansson. Johansson. <laughs> He's got a great Johansson. name. <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's, it's yeah. a good name. Um, and he's done and he's done he's movies done things, actually. I think. He did Foxcatcher. Oh. <laughs> that was that was another one that he just did. Yeah, he's done he's done movies. Uh, he's mostly a foreign composer. For most, a lot of the movies he's done aren't. Well, all, he does a lot of documentaries ch- too. The o, so obviously, I, I expect him to be foreign. <laughs> what ch- was that? One of the o. He's got the ch- the, ch- the thing, the, the little accent thing. He's got the ch- over the thing. He's obviously Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's the def. Wow. He's got the ch- over the O. He's got the ch- you know. You know. The dude with the. the, 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 the you, know? Ch- <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? right? <laughs> anybody? Anybody feel me on this? Because no, I'm not alone, no. right? Okay. Oh my goodness. No, I will agree. I'll agree. He's he's um. Yeah, no, I would. I think that's that. That sounds very, very cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really good score. And uh, um, 
Oh crap! Well, <laughs> since we both, since we already chose, and I, I was purposely not trying to look. Like I was not. We were not looking. We did not look at the Golden Globe Awards yeah. this year because usually that kind of tells you what's going to yeah. win. Yeah, not I always. Looked at them, but I wasn't really in, involved. I and guess. it's hard. You can't judge because it's like, well, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, yeah he he won the Golden Globe Award for best original score for the Theory of nice. Everything. So. I would agree. I mean, that the five seconds I or like the ten seconds I just listened to it, it sounds really yeah. good. So I think that might be our choice. Sounds good. Okay, Colin. Next. Um, achievement in makeup and hairstyling. This is a short yeah. category. Well, there's not that much. I mean, uh, look at That's last year. Bad Grandpa was nominated for an Oscar. That's right. It's like, what a Johnny Nine. Didn't I think I'm pretty sure I chose yeah. that too? Because <laughs> it's like, I want that one to win. I hate the movie, but I yeah. want that one to win. <laughs> um, Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a tough one. Although, like, Guardians did do really well with makeup and stuff. True. But Steve Carell is almost unrecognizable. Also very true. Because they put like a big nose, like they basically changed how his face functions. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Foxcatcher. Okay. Oh man, that is tough. Because I agree, I agree. It's like, it's like, they, they... He still looks a little bit like, oh, but you know, I'm gonna go Guardians of the Galaxy on okay. that one. I'm going to regret that because when they nom- when they when they award it to Foxcatcher, and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> I knew it. I should be. It's gonna be yeah. Foxcatcher, but I'm gonna take a shot and say it's Guardians, just because I feel like the amount of like nearly not nearly it's not full body. Well, for the most part, well, but the amount of like most like, of it is full body. full body makeup. Yeah. That they put on, they put on a lot of the cast. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of makeup. A lot of people are fully green or fully like aqua. Like it's not CG. It's a lot of actual practical makeup. Obviously, Groot is not real. Right. You know, obviously, you know, Rocket Raccoon is not real. That's that doesn't count. But it's like the other humans. It's like you know, damn. There's, there's a lot, lot of makeup of on those people. Stuff. <laughs> so I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. We're gonna take a shot okay. here. This is going to be our comp. This is this is where it's going to make or break whether I win or not. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's, that. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, Best foreign foreign language film. Um. Great. I'll take a shot at these. <laughs> Why do I keep? I don't up know. This is just order. Names? I guess it's just order. Yep. All right. Foreign language film. Ida. Leviathan, Tangerines, Timbuktu, and Wild Tales. Sounds like the weirdest poem. Wild Tales, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, have, have, have you seen any of these movies? Uh, no. Oh, I could have specified where these were from. Ida is from Poland. Leviathan is from Russia. Tangerines is from Estonia. Timbuktu is, oh my god, what? Mauritania? Yeah. And then Wild Tales is from Argentina. So we do obviously foreign. It's not American. I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go with Ida. 
because I've okay. heard about that one. <laughs> if you haven't heard about that one, it's a movie where a woman um, is becoming a nun, and then she finds out that she's Jewish. <laughs> really? Yes. So she... Tra- Oops. <laughs> so then she goes and tracks down her family heritage. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to choose Timbuktu. Okay. As jihadists arrive in northern Mali in 2012, the peaceful lives of the local inhabitants are shattered by the intolerance and religious demands of the invaders. For cattle farmer Kadane and his wife Satima, the presence of the new regime means choosing between remaining in their home or following their neighbors into exile. Oh, well. It's not just a funny name. No. <laughs> I was like, I was also looking at this. Like, you could pronounce most of these ones. It's very true. Like, I was going into this, going, "Oh my goodness, these are going to be terrible." And I was like, "Oh, that's actually really not that I, bad." Because I'm like, "Oh, Leviathan." Oh no, I totally know how to say that. Tangerines, 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 the desolation of Smiog. Anyways, okay. Wow, sorry, we busted out a vine oh, there. <laughs> All right, next, next, Colin. Achievement in film editing. Uh, American Sniper, Boyhood, uh-huh. The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, and Whiplash. You know, as an editor for my day job, you feel like I would know this one. But because I haven't seen any of these movies, I cannot make a proper judgment call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this sucks. I'm going to go with Boyhood. You have okay. 13 years of footage you have to edit to yeah, make in order to make it make sense. God, I really wish I could. I really wish I've seen these because I'd be able to like pay attention to like how they edit like what the edit was how the cuts were done like when where do they like how long did you hold on shots how often did you cut what did you include do you cut away when another person's talking like that seems to be a common sorry i'm moving around that seems to be like a common thing right now that you'll notice like there used to be always that conversation between two or three people or two people let's just make it easy between two people you would cut to the person talking then cut back to the other person for a reaction and then their comment and then cut back to the other person for their reaction like that's what you always did and now more and more you're starting to see like these conversations between people and the camera stays on one side of the conversation mm-hmm. and it doesn't cut for reasons like it's a dramatic choice and like start to see that more and more and i'm curious to know like how many more editors are doing that because i kind of like that <laughs> and it's not a lazy editing it's like it's done on purpose there's a reason why you don't cut away from the other the other person but i'm like i'm starting to notice more and more editing as i'm doing it for my day job right. so <laughs> it's kind of my thing so you said boyhood huh I am going to say Whiplash. Okay. Just because I feel like the whole jazz playing, again, and I could be completely wrong, but I wonder if in that movie there's a lot of cuts while they're doing the jazz music, like almost like the the the, the cuts are done in sync to the music. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Now i got to see the movie. I do. I really do want to see Whiplash. <laughs> now I do want to see it. Oh, crap, I'm going to be so broke. Uh, <laughs> all right, next category. Next. <clears throat> All right. Documentary short subject. Correct. Yes. 
Is that where we're at? All right. Your nominees are Crisis Hotline, Veterans Press One, Joanna, Our Curse, The Reaper, La Parca, that's all the one title, and White Earth. I don't have any idea what any is. I'm assuming Crisis Hotline is dealing with, vet, obviously, Veterans Press One. I kind of feel like I know what that yeah. one's about, but I don't know any of these other ones. What's the curse about? Open a new window. I have no idea. Oh, wait. That Wait. Did I say the curse? Sorry, oh, I meant our curse. <laughs> Sorry, it's my fault. A mother and father face the difficulties of caring, caring for a baby who has been born with a life-threatening congenital breathing disorder known as Oddine's curse. So they deal with the fact that their baby's born with a problem. Oh, damn. <laughs> Serious subject. No jokes being made about that movie. Uh, Joanna, what's Joanna about? <laughs> As she faces a terminal illness. Damn it, movies! <laughs> what the hell? Damn it! The mother. <laughs> As she faces a terminal illness, the mother of a young son writes a blog in which she tries to leave a record of what she hopes to teach him. Okay. Damn it! <laughs> crisis Hotline Veterans Press One. <laughs> Each month, the Veterans Crisis Line receives over 22,000 calls from military veterans who account for 20% of all suicides in the U.S. each year. Damn it! This <laughs> God, this is a depressing hurts. category. The Reaper. For the past 25 years, Efrain has worked in a slaughterhouse where he has developed an intimate relationship with both death and and what one must sometimes do to live. White Earth, please. There's something happening. There's some levity here. Three children and an immigrant mother face a long and difficult winter in North Dakota, which has attracted many people seeking work during an oil boom. Oh board. my god. It's the only one that has nothing to do about death. Sad category. It really is. Or dying, or sickness. I'm going Crisis um, Hotline. Okay. I don't know I why. Don't know it just sounds like... <laughs> I got nothing. It sounds like the beginning of like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> opening. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's the cold open. Um, <laughs> crisis Hotline! It's a shake! Um. <laughs> I don't know. I can't find your damn cat. Um, I'm gonna say Joanna. Okay. I feel like the idea of like writing a blog to your your children to help, like being like, "Hey, this is everything that I would like to teach you, and I'm not gonna be around to do it." Feels very sad. I mean, they're all very sad, downer, sad movies, but they're all real life stuff. I feel like that one's the one that's yeah. gonna win. Just something about that. It's it. I don't know. Okay. All right. Next, hopefully, hopefully uh, less depressing bad category. Feature. Uh, Citizen oh, Four. I see Vietnam. <laughs> Finding the Mirror, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salt of the Earth, and Bergana? Ver- uh, for, for, I, I do not know. Beringa? Beringa? Well. Beringa? That one. Welcome to the part of the podcast where we have no clue what the names of these movies are. Steve's. Steve's. Steve's moving. Steve, Steve's moving. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, have you seen any of these? Um, no, but I've heard Citizen Four is okay. something. 
So here we go. Here's the synopsis. Uh, we did it for the shorts. We might as well do it for yeah. these because I don't know any of these movies mm-hmm. either. So Citizen Four. In 2013, a computer analyst, analyst Edward Snowden leaked classified documents he had obtained from the National Security Agency detailing the extent of government surveillance of U.S. citizens. After going into hiding to avoid extradition and arrest, Snowden himself became a news story that threatened to eclipse the implica- implications of the information he had revealed. So it's following a guy who revealed information and then went into hiding. All right. Finding Vivian Mayer. Meyer. Yeah. Throughout her life, photographer Vivian Meyer worked as a nanny and kept her photographs hidden from the world. After acquiring thousands of her negatives in an auction, John Malu set out to discover more about the enigmatic woman whose affinity for outsiders and disenfranchised is reflected in her work. Interesting. Interesting. That's kind of curious. Uh, but I'm a phot- I like photography, so obviously I'm a little more partial to that one yeah. so far. As a, Okay, and then last days in Vietnam. As the Vietnam War drew to a close, the U.S. government's refusal to acknowledge or plan for the approaching final days led to chaos in the last hours of Saigon's fail, fall. As U.S. personnel and members of the South Vietnamese Army were hurriedly evacuated, South Vietnamese citizens who had aided the losing side learned that they would be left behind. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, almost done. Two more. The Salt of the Earth. Brazilian photographer. Uh, okay. A Brazilian photographer, Salgado, has traveled the world creating images of great visual beauty from captured moments of human hardship and suffering. Often working in conjunction with Doctors Without Borders, Salgado has turned his lens on many of the modern world's most desperate and forgotten inhabitants. So, more photography. That's crazy. And then finally, uh, Verunga? Virunga? We'll go with that. In eastern Congo, the World Heritage Site Virungu National Park serves as the home and ostensible refuge for groups of endangered mountain gorillas. Oh, there's monkeys in this movie! Oh my god, there's monkeys! <laughs> but years of civil war, poachers, tremendous instability in the region, and the discovery of oil beneath the park have combined to threaten both the gorillas and the dedicated wildlife conservationists who fight to protect them. There's monkeys in this movie, and they're threatened to die, and I don't like that. That's sad. Um, Finding Vivian May. Okay. I think that's what's going to win. I feel like a movie about a photographer and like all these photos. Like, the hell? Why? Yeah. Kind of you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go for that one. That one, too. Uh, and, you know, I feel like Citizens for like, I understand why it's, doc- why it's, it's nominated, but I feel like that's not a. I don't. I feel like that's not a winning that documentary feel for like some a reason. Powerful thing to me, right? Last days in Vietnam though is very close. Mm-hmm. God, it's like, oh damn, we just left people mm-hmm. behind. Whoopsie, <laughs> sorry everybody. All right, all right. Moving on to the next category, we are moving along. We've only got a handful yep. more here, and then we'll be all done. All right, directing. This is a great category. And the nominees are Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and The Imitation Game. Colin. This is a tough category. This is a very tough Mostly category. Mostly because the top two are yeah. really good. Yep, and that's exactly what I'm looking between. Um... Just because, I mean, Alejandro, he's a phenomenal director. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at his past works, beautiful in 21 grams, are really good. 
Really good films. Um, but Boyhood, you really got to think about it. It's like you have to keep that focus for yep. 13 years. Yep. Because as a director, you're the one that has to keep a project. Generally, you keep a project going. You have to know what the project and the film is going to look like in your head and kind of be in charge of all the different areas of the movie. And yeah, I will agree. I think it's boyhood. I'm going to go with boyhood on this one. Because that that's tough. For a movie to take, you know, to be willing to dedicate I mean, as much as I, over a yeah. decade of your life yeah. to a movie. As much as I love Birdman and how they, it was just oh, that yeah. one tracking shot the entire movie mm-hmm. and keeping that consistent. Yep. Um, yeah, you're compiling information for 13 years and you have to keep that going for 13 years. Because yeah. most directors <laughs> would just stop. Yep. They'd run out of funding they, or something. They would just stop. They would run out of just a sheer drive to do mm-hmm. them to do the movie. You'd be like, I don't want to do this movie anymore. But you know, that's no. Yeah, I agree. I I totally yeah. I totally agree. I really think it's Boyhood for so many yeah. reasons. Good call. Good call there, Colin. All right, All right next category, Colin. Costume design. Oh yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> Butter lamp. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> butter lamp. <laughs> and the winner for best costume design butter is lamp? butter lamp. Um, inherent inherent vice. Into the woods. Maleficent. Mister Turner. Ooh. All these. Hmm. I'm going with um, Grand Budapest. Okay. Okay. I think I think it's going to be uh, Into the Woods. Okay. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be Into the Woods. <clears throat> just just cuz I cuz I feel like that's going to be your that's the movie where there's a lot of creative characters and they yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, that's that's legitimately my whole reasoning. I feel like it's just it's because there's a lot of creative characters in it, and that you're 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 gonna have like a lot of different like just personalities behind it, and just yeah, you know, Meryl Streep is the witch, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you can change, but I agree why you chose Grand Budapest because it's very again it's yeah, all visual. Yeah, but I was also thinking about cost. the costume, the design for Johnny Depp, and yeah. It's not too late. I know if you, what, we have not started the next category yet. I'm going to change it to in the woods. Okay. It, very, very good argument. Very good argument. I that. just, I feel like that's that's like key. I feel like because it's such a wide range mm-hmm. of. Again, we're going back to like the whole like sound design, like the whole creating of sound effects for a world that doesn't exist. Or like Grand Budapest Hotel felt very like because a lot of Wes Anderson films feel like design and style wise is trapped at like what the 70s and the 80s. Some like of it feels it, yeah. kind of vintage. Mm-hmm. Some of well, it does, especially with a lot of this film. A lot of it is vintage. Well, well, the right. story takes place in in the past. Like, right, it takes place in the past. So it's like and that's where and that's where the costume design. Like they still have to come up with these outfits. They, it's not just like oh, we're gonna put them in this shirt. 
It's like, well, that shirt's not period correct. Right. So, like, I understand why, mm-hmm. like, that would be nominated. I just feel like Into the Woods, there's a, there's a touch more creativity that's necessary in order to create those right. outfits. I mean, you are basing it off of a stage musical, so some of it might be inspired by that, but yeah. still. Okay. We're good yes. with that? Okay. Yes. Next category. Cinematography. Birdman. <laughs> Do we need, Do to, go we need to really go into the rest of the list? <laughs> I'll, I'll read Let's the read the list of the list, list before we jump. All right. <laughs> I <laughs> totally way, agree we with about, you, but let's go with the rest we were, of the list. While we were talking about director, I totally scrolled up and just chose Birdman for cinematography. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, 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 uh, this is, yeah, that's the option. Um, no, so cinematography, your nominations are uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, The Grand Budapest Hotel, what did we say this was? Ida. We'll say that. Uh, Mr. Turner and Unbroken. And you brought up a good point while we were discussing about directing, about how, yes, while Birdman did have, like, the long shots and all that, and there was, like, a lot of work, that technical aspect that went into assembling the film, I feel like the movie stands out the most in cinematography. Because I agree, directing for Boyhood, yes, totally, you know, Richard Linklater, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I feel like for cinematography, it is Birdman. You cannot deny that it's Birdman, even though, yes, it's not one long shot. You know, and we, you know, you realize, yes, there's cuts in it. But still, the fact that it's a long take to make it, you know, well played out one giant tracking shot. Yep, exactly. That's really impressive. That's also that. That's also you know partially the director of photography is in, is responsible mm-hmm. for that too. So it's like yeah, obviously well, the, the other cinematography. Thing that I actually really liked about it and I really noticed is that you actually felt like you're a member of the audience or like you're mm-hmm. in that room or you're in. Right. You feel like you're actually like a spectator and not so much like just viewing something just because it's on like, the screen like an omniscient yeah. like just bystander watching yeah. like yeah because the way that that is shot they put you in the room normally like at eye level or like right alongside another of the characters and it's yeah it feels very much so like you are just you're kind of this voyeur watching yeah. right there with these yeah. people as it goes through this whole thing and yeah i agree I agree. Yeah, this, I didn't mean to jump the gun, but I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, cinematography totally, for a movie that's totally one long agree. take. <laughs> or yeah. appears to be. That's going to be the yeah. movie that's going to win that. If there's anything I am more certain of, and watch me be wrong, if there's anything that I am more certain of, it is going to be <laughs> No, I really, I'm really confident that it is actually going to be Birdman. And I'm, I know these other movies are shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. They're done well. I mean, Mr. Turner, but... from the trailer, it's a beautiful shot of, you know, what was the, I guess you could say, neoclassic period, almost impressionism mm-hmm. period of of art during that time. And that, and that reflects that. But right. Birdman, it's kind of it Birdman. just feels, it just feels right. It's totally going to be Birdman. Man. <laughs> there's nothing you can like you, you can't deny right. that that's what it's gonna be <laughs> so all right all right good yeah. with that one good 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 there all right go on next category all right. best animated feature or film yes um big hero six the box trolls how to train your dragon two song of the sea 
the tale of prisoners princess Akag- oh god <laughs> every year man every year we end up stumbling on these categories um i vote for lego yeah. movie the lego movie yes where Let's can vote i can the I vote? movie can we do a write-in is that something we can do here <laughs> do a write-in um because that's stupid that that movie was not nominated yeah. I'm sorry, that movie was an amazing animated feature film and was the highest grossing animated feature film of the year. I'm pretty positive. Yeah. With How I Train Your Dragon 2 was like a close second. But I'm sorry, that movie needed to be nominated. Yeah. And I totally agree. Um, so, okay, well we agree that it should have been like a movie, which I'm sure like three quarters of the population also agrees with that. Absolutely. Um, but for this list... Um, I feel like How I Train Your Dragon... Um, okay. Even though the the princess one is like Studio Ghibli's last movie, mm-hmm. which is sad as well. Um, but I think How to Train Your Dragon, from what I've heard from people, it's like it it outdid itself as far as the sequels. Though. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched. I saw Box Trolls. Mm-hmm. Just did not enjoy that movie. <gasps> There was like three moments in it that were funny and were enjoyable, but the rest of it was just kind of like, okay. And and that's... Is this over oh, with yet? Like, sucks. I actually was like, is this movie done? Because I was, I was checked out by about halfway through. I'm like, the animation was done very mm-hmm. well. Like, com- like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's well done stop motion. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this story was just not interesting and the characters were not interesting and it which, just, just, which got, just makes me it, sad because i really loved paranorman and what they did with that yeah like the, the truth is the box trolls should have been a 25 minute short film yeah and it would have worked completely well i feel like they they the trouble? tried the stretching trouble it too far claymation or not claymation um stop motion films is that like sometimes you have this time to fill, and sometimes it's right. just some some of these movies are just way too long. Right. Exactly. When yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say on that. I don't have anything. Else. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. I didn't see How to Train Your Dragon 2. I, I, That's the thing. I've seen none of these movies on this list, so I have no... I wanted to see Big Hero 6. That one looks so it looked funny. good, but it doesn't like, feel... And I heard people were like, it was a good movie. Yeah. But that's all I... like. I It was in theaters, and the like, next thing I knew was like out of theaters, and I'm like, oh, well, no, I missed that. Mm, okay, I guess I'm yeah. waiting for that to come out. I, I don't... Mm. I'm going to take a shot... Because I pretty much know it's going to be Haunted Trainer Dragon 2. I'm going to say it's the tale of Princess Kaguya. I don't I, uh, Yeah. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to, you know what? This is strictly just, I'm and taking I'm a like, shot. I've seen the trailer of that. It's a beautiful film. It's almost right. almost in the style of uh, Japanese watercolors. And see, you know, I'm going strictly, because I'm watching the trailer right now, I'm kind of going strictly from the technical aspect of it and just being like, you know what? It looks pretty. It looks like it's a, it would be a good film. And that's, again, I have not seen it. So I that's all I'm basing it off right. of. Is that maybe because of how it was... Man. 
Yeah, no, I'm not going to change it. I'm doing that okay. one. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a stab at it. It's honestly, it's probably gonna be how to train your dragon. Yeah. Joe. I feel like it's I feel like because truthfully, out of this list, that is the most mainstream animated that's film, true. and I feel like that's what's gonna win. I really do. But let's take a okay. shot. That's, I'm, I'm I just want to okay. be different. I don't want to do the same one. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be stupid. All right, Colin, we're down to the last five categories. All right, All right so here we go. Best actress, and it's yes. my turn, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> just, no. Yes. I just started yes, talking. It's your turn. <laughs> Best actress in a supporting role: Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kiera Knightley for The Imitation Game. I did not know she was yes, in that movie is. for some reason. Emma Stone for Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, and Meryl Streep into the woods. It's probably going to be Meryl Streep. Because it's always Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's almost always Meryl Streep. Actually, you know I what? I think so. You know? Because I saw Into the Woods, and as much as she was impressive. It wasn't a normal Meryl Streep film. Yeah, it just seemed like a run of the mill. Like, <laughs> like do you. It was like, oh, Meryl like, Streep's doing a character again. Like, do you think they nominated her just because it's like, ah, it's yeah. Meryl Streep. Exactly. We have to put her in. <laughs> I mean, she did a good job, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's just, it's just like half of it's that. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Patricia Arquette. Okay. Because, again, kind of going with that, you have to be consistent with the character for 13 years. Right. And that's the other yeah, thing with yeah. acting, too, is you could look at it at with that perspective as well, is that you get to know this character very well because you're doing this right. character for over 13 years. See, that's the thing. That's what I'm, I'm it, it's, that is a, it's a very good point because yeah, it's, this is not a character you play for six months and then you're done playing it until they decide to make a mm-hmm. sequel, you know, and then maybe years later you have to step back into it again. This was, yeah, it was the same character evolving over time so yeah it might be a little different but it's still that character but doing it in a way where it's consistent and it feels like you're doing the same character oh damn that's a really good point i was gonna do laura dern but see that's I a good point seen, i think I it might seen wild so i have no idea I think it's going to be, I think it is going to be Patricia Arquette. That's a really good point. Wow. Because, I mean, I know Emma Stone did a really good job. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. one sequence where they're talking about being relevant and relevancy, that was like, yeah, that's the reason why you got nominated. But mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette, come on, that concept of doing a character consistently. Right. I think that's good. Yeah. Nope. I will agree. I will agree that that's, um, damn. <laughs> what sucks then is that, cause now that comes down to like, cause this is the, these are all the acting mm-hmm. roles. So now it's like, Oh, you can make the exact same argument for the next mm-hmm. category. <laughs> like, like, Oh should You know, but, uh, that's tough. That's tough. Okay. All right. Well, um, all right. Yeah. I'll agree. Patricia okay. Arquette. So, Let's go into the next category. All right. Um, oh goodness. 
last for uh, actress in a leading role. So this is the big guns for okay. the ladies. Oh, this is the first. This is the first time that our list changed order because mine went to actor in a supporting role. So okay, doing That's actress. Okay, all right. Um, who is yeah. tough? Marion Cultiard for two days, one night. Uh, Felicity Jones for the theory of everything. Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Uh, Rosemond Pike for Gone Girl. And Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Oh, man. This is a really tough list, too. And it's always this. It's always, when it comes down to the acting, is always our section, I feel like, where we have the hardest time because it's tough There's to make that choice. There's a lot of people in this list. Yeah, there is. I. Okay, well, no, you go first. You go first. You read it off, so you go I'm first. I'm going to go with Julianne Moore, still Alice, because that is, um, you have to play a character who has onset, early onset Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. You know, an actress who doesn't, yeah. who has to convey it, but not convey it in a way where it's, like, insulting. Oh, sorry. Alzheimer's, not Parkinson's. Parkinson's is... Something ah, else. Parkinson's is uh is Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Parkinson's is right? something else. Uh, early onset, <laughs> but still on Alzheimer's, which is but you still, know to me like one of the biggest horrors of anything. To just start forgetting just to stuff. F- start forgetting things, and then eventually, just you don't remember anything. Yep, that's terrifying to me. I am going to choose. Rosamund Pike for okay. Gone Girl. Because watching her in that movie, I... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do this. Spoiler warning, everybody. Yes. Because um, I'm going to... I'm just going to say this. Because in case you haven't seen or the read movie, the just book. skip... Or read the book. Just skip ahead like a minute or two. I'm going to make this really quick, and then we're going to get back to it. So skip ahead like two minutes. That, okay. Her performance, I totally... And utterly bought her being a woman who was killed. Yeah. In a horrible relationship, in a horrible, in like just being like uncomfortable or being around her husband, not liking her husband, being nervous, being scared of him. I bought that. And then at halfway through, when it is revealed that she, in fact, did in fact fake her own mm-hmm. death or her own kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay. So oh, you are, you are, oh, you are different. In the book, it's worse. Oh, and I'm sure she, I, I, she I, I, fakes <laughs> the journal entries. There's like five years worth of journal entries that she like slowly building up to it <sighs> without breaking character or doing anything, building this up. And and I honestly, now I've never read the book, but honestly, her performance of that character, and then once it's revealed, like no, she planned this, and then like watching her play out and like in her head being conniving and like planning stuff and Mm -hmm. like going okay so now this is what I gotta do and then when it comes close to her being revealed out and then her planning more and like going on with NPH and that whole stuff and I'm like oh my god like I bought it I totally utterly bought everything that she brought to the role and I'm like I buy that you in your head, you have a smile on your face right now, but in your head, you are dark and twisted. Like, I bought every yeah. aspect of that from her performance. Yeah. 
and it kind of scared me. I know. My, <laughs> like, my no. parents saw it for their wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. I, like my mom read the my mom read the book. So she, she knew what was, was going on. And I, did, I I was talking to my parents. Like my mom's like, Yeah, I think we're gonna go see Gone Girl for our anniversary. I'm like, I don't think that's not I don't good. think you should really go see that. And I talked to my dad about it. It's just like, so I was gone yeah. girl. My dad's like, I'm keeping one eye open. When I sleep <laughs> next to your mom tonight. It's like, yep. Well, welcome back, everybody who skipped two minutes ahead. We are we are back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. So that's, um, yeah. She did a really, Rosamund Pike did a mm-hmm. really great job as that character. Yeah. I completely, yes. She did a good job. And that's the reason. That's the reason. Oh, okay. Having not read the book, I never read the book going into that. I I I completely went in mm-hmm. not knowing what the hell was going to happen, and I yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great performance on her half. Yeah. So, so that's my choice. Uh, okay, oh, next category. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, actor, best actor in a supporting role. We have Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. Edward Norton for Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons as or as in Whiplash. <laughs> um. So okay. So here's here's going back to like the best actress mm-hmm. in a supporting role. You can make the same argument for Ethan Hawke in Boyhood that he has to maintain that same character for that mm-hmm. many years. Uh, I am not going to choose Ethan Hawke for no. this category, however. Um, I am actually going to choose, I'm going to choose Ed Norton. Okay. For Birdman. Because he played basically a heightened sense, uh, or heightened version of himself. Uh, playing off of what, like, a lot of people, like, claim his onset persona is. Which is, like, kind of methody actor, kind of being like, no, I gotta have this. And, like, he kind of legitimately scared me a couple times not as much as uh, Rosamund Pike did (laughs) but like he he, his performance was was well done and I kind of bought that he was kind of this just a little bit twisted a little bit weird out actor guy self-absorbed kind of very self-absorbed yep and but did it well like I bought it I'm like okay yeah I could I totally man who respects his own craft and yeah and doesn't like other people coming into his craft who are not part of his craft like that's you know that whole like hatred towards Michael Keaton spoilers I guess for Birdman, but like his whole hatred towards him because Michael Keaton was a was a was a movie star coming onto yeah. the stage. Well, that's and not so he much was, of a you know, spoiler. I guess you can really no nah, spoiler. We're not giving away the, like the last no. half hour of the movie, no. so that's not really a spoiler. That's just a exploration of a character, uh, the right. idiosyncrasies of of Edward mm-hmm. Norton's character. Um, I'm gonna go. So yeah, I'm Norton. gonna go with J.K. Simmons, just okay. because he, he was my second that choice. Man, looks terrifying, and he looks like a band teacher. Yeah, well, no, like he looks like a person like, that would like, be a band teacher. Is, like he looks a lot like one of. I guess he would look like one of my old jazz professors if he was. I guess if I had him, maybe thirty years ago. 
Okay. Because like back then, like my my uh, Tim Bell, one of my old jazz professors, sweet man, tiny <laughs> little man, just great. <laughs> the tiny Such, little man. <laughs> he's very short. He's very short. Yeah. Great clarinetist. I mean, he is the best jazz director I've ever had in my entire experience mm-hmm. of doing music and stuff. But back then, he used to be, he was a tyrant. Like, he would just <laughs> rip people a new one if you missed a beat or did yeah. something. It's just like, I'm watching the trailer for this movie. It was just like, oh my God, is, is that Tim Bell? Flashbacks. Way back Flashbacks. Then? Yeah. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> There's a newspaper shot of him uh, screaming. I don't. I don't know if he was just getting really into the music, but it's it's a shot yeah. of him screaming at, <laughs> at the at the kids. I was just like, "Yep, yep, that's that's my old jazz yeah. professor." <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're gonna have some uh, PTS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like well, oh, I mean, he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Tim Bell. He was in the Navy. So, but I don't so, think he ever saw any combat, but. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's my reasoning for J.K. Simmons. Also, t- J.K. Simmons is just a terrifying man if he's put oh, into yes, he that is. type of role. Terrifying and at the same time, kind of makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good okay. choice. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, best actor in a leading role. Okay. Uh, Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. Bradley okay. Cooper for American Sniper. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game. Michael Keaton for Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Uh, Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. I'm going to let you choose first. Well, shit, Jeff. <laughs> or do you want me to go um, first? Because I could break down kind of my thought process about all five of these characters um, or these actors. Really good. They're all really um, good. But I'm leaning towards the bottom two. I was gonna say because I don't believe Steve Carell will win. I don't think so. He did a good mm-hmm. job, but at the same time, I don't think he did as great of a job as either Michael Keaton or as Eddie Redmayne yeah. did for those two movies. Um, again, nothing against Steve Carell or Bradley Cooper or Benedict, or Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. I mean, ben, yeah. yeah. I think it'd be awesome if Benedict Cumberbatch won an Academy Award. You know, like, that'd be yeah. cool. But at the same time, it's like, ah, no, because it's... It, the, my, my issue is, is that, like, and I guess, man, I could even argue this about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton did an amazing job as an actor coming to coming to grips with the fact that he was once a very popular movie actor who has kind of fallen out of the limelight in the last few years, you know, last handful of years, and he's trying something different. He's going a different direction. He's trying to make his life, you know, kind of pick back up again and get himself out from underneath the shadow of what he was known as for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically, it's Michael Keaton's life story. Right. <laughs> to kind of a degree. To a degree. You know? I don't think he's really suffered as an actor. No, I don't, he's I never don't think suffered. He's really, I, it's just him. 
getting back into limelight, yes. I could, yeah, because he kind of did. He fell out. He fell out of the limelight for a while. I mean, I he's mean, been he doing, doing stuff, stuff, but he, he hasn't was doing. But he wasn't really. He wasn't that type of. It's not like a Mickey Rourke type of situation. Right. He was just gone, and then he came right. back. And then he came out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Michael Keaton's been doing stuff. He just hasn't been doing a lot of high profile mm. movies. You know, it's just that's not. That's not what he. That's not. That's just basically not it. I mean, this is the first. Academy Award he's ever been nominated for. And he's been acting since like the late 70s? Hold on, I'm on his IMDb page. When was his oldest movie? Oh my god, his first acting... Oh my god, I gotta check out to find this episode. His first IMDb credit is a Mr. Rogers Neighborhood episode. What? <laughs> That's awesome! He was a volunteer. He was credited as Michael Douglas. Well, yeah, because his actual name is Michael Douglas. Is Michael is yeah. Douglas? Yeah. So he plays a vol. Oh, so I wonder where did he go? Rogers goes to Betty's Little Theater to see Ella Jenkins perform with Susan Lynn and her puppets. Huh. So he is a volunteer. Oh my god, I gotta find that. That was nineteen seventy-five. Michael Keaton would have been twenty-four years old at the time. Wow, I gotta find that episode now. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, but I mean, so he's been acting since like the mid-seventies. Right. He didn't really start getting into it. Like he he did a lot of TV shows at mm-hmm. first, and then Night like Shift. Uh, Night Shift was his first big film. Yeah. In eighty-two, but I mean, and then since eight, you know, early eighties, he's been he's been acting steadily. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, yeah, you look at, like, yeah, he, yeah, he did movies like White Noise and Herpy Fully Loaded, and, you know, like, yeah, he did stuff like that, but then he, you know, he, he kind of kept doing stuff, and he does voices, obviously, he's Ken from the Toy Story films, and he's, uh, uh, um, uh, Chick Hicks from, uh, Cars, he's the competing car, uh, but it's like, like, this is the first Academy of the War the man has. And it's completely, and it, the weird thing is, is this movie's kind of like brought him back into the spotlight yeah. again. People are kind of like, oh yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, he could totally act. Oh, like, yeah. He knows what he's doing. And it's awesome that he got nominated. Mm-hmm. I really want my, I really want Michael Keaton to win. I know. Like, but I want Eddie him Redmayne to win as... like, Do I think Michael Keaton's going to win yeah. it? <laughs> I don't think he's going to win it. I think Eddie Redmayne did a really great job kind of again going back to like the reason why you chose Julianne mm-hmm. Moore he did a really great job at portraying somebody with a basically a life-threatening illness yeah. like something that completely changes the person i mean yeah and plus it also helps that he does kind of look Stephen like Hawking. a young Stephen yeah. Hawking like which is nuts <sighs> crap I can't tell if I want to choose the one that I want to win or the one that I think will win. Damn it. <laughs> this is a tough decision. <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think, Colin? I keep wanting to go with my gut. Which is Eddie Redman? Or Redmayne? Maybe. But I keep, I keep going back to Michael Keaton. And it's not, a bias, job. it's not a biased thing. Because he did a wonderful job in that film. Yeah, he legitimately was great yeah. in that film. His portrayal of that character was so well done. And a person basically just having a mental breakdown. You yeah. know, like, he did a good job. Oh, my goodness. It'd be so amazing if Michael Keaton won. 
but I really think it's going to be Eddie Redmayne. I really do. You know what? Screw it. It's Michael Keaton. I'm going to go with who I wanted to win. You know, yeah, not who you I know think what? will I'm win. I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. You know what? Okay, so if we're going for the same one, then we'll both be wrong. But I feel like it, but at least it I'll should be Michael Keaton. It, like, knowing, okay, this is the reason why he got nominated. And I'll oh, yeah. be okay if Eddie Redmond actually won it. Oh yeah, and I, and, you know, and if and that and if that's who wins it, I'll be like, okay, yep, you know. So we were right, we were correct in our thoughts. Like, yeah, we understand why he won, mm-hmm. and yes, he won for a good reason. It's not like what Bradley Cooper won. Yeah. Why the hell did he? Like, it's not like that. It's gonna, uh, gonna be something out of left field. <laughs> oh yeah, like Kurt it'll, Locker. It'll, it'll you know? be better than Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be like what? What? I mean, awesome, but what? What? What happened? Why did he win? I, I just love <laughs> it, and he just gets up. It's like I didn't know I was going to win. I uh, yeah, I didn't write anything. Whoopsies. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then just like run yeah. off the stage. <laughs> Great award speech by Benedict Cumberbatch because he didn't think he was going to yeah. win. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that we're both sticking to the Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm gonna, it just makes me want to watch Beetlejuice you know and Batman. It's like, you know what? I'm going to stick my, my guns. I'm going to stick on I want. Guns. I want him to win yeah. so badly, too. Because he did a she great did a job. job. Plus, I'm, like, I'm also, and there is a part of me that's, I, I completely did a great job in the movie, but there's also a part of me that's like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? He's also got a really great body of work mm-hmm. over the years. And it's like, he kind of deserves an yeah. award. Because he's never been nominated for an Oscar, Oscar, Asker. an Asker, an Asker. Uh, he's never he's never been nominated for an Oscar for any other movie, and it's like it's Michael Keaton. It's the guy who helped bring Batman back, yeah. <laughs> or helped bring Batman to the big screen first off, and then also it's like and, you know, Beetlejuice and like so many other movies that he's he's shown up in or he's done parts in, and it's like like he is the sole reason I don't completely hate the RoboCop reboot. Mm. It's it's only because of him, because he did a decent job at it. You know, he played a bad guy, and yeah, it's very cookie cutter. The rest of the movie is horrible. But I'm like, he did a. I liked I liked the movie, and I only kept watching because of Michael huh. Keaton. That's the sole reason I kept watching that movie. Yeah. So whatever. All that's right. My that's my that's my that's my opinion. Just, um, uh, ditto. Just throwing that out there. So all right. Well, here it is, Colin. We've reached the final category. <sighs> We will alternate reading these off since we're on the last one. So, um, best picture. And the nominees are American Sniper. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. (laughs) Or Birdman. (laughs) Whichever one you want to go with. Apparently it's a colon now. (laughs) It's the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, colon, Birdman. (laughs) Boyhood. Grand Budapest Hotel. The Imitation Game. Selma. The Theory of Everything. Whiplash. I have no idea. Do you think they're going to... Well, I can okay. tell you okay. which ones it's not going to be. Let's All break right. Which ones will it not down. be? Process okay. of elimination. It's not yep. going to be Selma. I know for a fact Are it's you... not going to be Selma. Because... Are you sure? They would not nominate... They would not do a subject of the same thing two years in a row got it because okay okay because see that would have been that would have been my argument as to why it would have been so yeah. <laughs> but nope that's a good point i i i see where you're coming from i completely mm-hmm. understand okay 
Um, Grand Budapest Hotel will not win. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great story, but it's nothing, anything compelling. Correct. Um, I don't think Whiplash will win. Based upon the other movies that it's going Mm -hmm. up against. Which leaves us with A Theory of Everything, Imitation Game, Boyhood, Birdman, and American Sniper. I don't think Imitation Game will win as well. It was no. not that a compelling of a film. But although it was a ver- very good film. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a movie that makes you think. As much as I hate to say it, I don't think Birdman's going to win. I really don't. I I would love I, it to. I want it I, to win so bad. I, but I'm I'm really thinking it's going to be boring. I'm thinking too. Like I just, think it's just the whole process of it. Just going yep, over going 13 back to, years. And, yep. To go back to what we've already discussed about the actors and the directing and some of that stuff. It's like, yeah, it's because of the, it, it, it and as the flipping trailer says, it's the movie has made cinematic history because it's the first movie to be shot in that way and to be done yeah. that way. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to say it's gonna be boyhood. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I just feel like that's yeah. It's it's a type yep. of film that we haven't seen before. And a type of yep. filmmaking that we haven't seen before. And I think that's yep. what makes it so gripping. And it's everyday life. It's not so much I mean, there's a beautiful story there, but it's a concept of everyday life. And that's the thing. Is that it's a story that I feel like, not saying you can't relate to the other films, and not saying the other ones are bad, but it's it's about growing up. Yeah. Right? Like, it's all about just becoming, like, growing up and getting through childhood and, like, the stuff that happens and then divorce and, like, living with, like, the, like there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people can relate to in that mm-hmm. movie. And, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, and then just let alone the whole technical side yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be boyhood. Yeah. As much as I would love like Birdman to win, I, love I really would. That crazy crazy movie <laughs> to win. I think it's going to be boyhood. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be boyhood. Which, you know, again, I'm okay mm-hmm. with. I'm just not like, and I I completely understand why, and I I, I see I see the reason why behind uh, uh, behind it winning or why it would mm-hmm. win, but it's just not what I would like to win. Nope. Well, Colin, that is all 22, 22, 23. Sure. Those two um, nominations. Yep. And I feel like we've we agreed on a lot of them. Yeah. Um, we did not agree on all yeah. of them, which is good because we shouldn't agree no, on all of them because we would but not we did. be human if we. Yeah, exactly. And also, we'd be tied <laughs> for the winning right. rights <laughs> to to break. <brag>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so it's like uh, I, I feel like I feel I feel good. I feel good, and uh, I don't think there's a choice. I don't think there's any options on this one this year. Like last year, or last couple of years, we've done this. I've, there's always been like one or two. Where I'm like, ah, I really could have done mm-hmm. that one. But like I made like the actually, you know what? Animated feature film is the only one where I'm just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, it could really be yeah. this one, and it's probably going to be this one. But I'm gonna choose this one anyway. So, but I feel I feel pretty confident for the rest yeah. of those. So, 
Except for the ones that I have yeah. no idea what the movies are. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> All right. You, um, was there any other, uh, any other thing I know you wanted to tell your yes, story about? Let me um, tell my story. Let me tell my story. Yes. Tell your story. Uh, to finish And then we shall up, wrap up this, this up. long I episode. I probably have told this story before. But, um, so a friend of mine was, have, that I've known from high school, really good friend of mine. He rarely makes up, he's a very radical thinker kind of guy, very humorous, but he rarely makes up a story like this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good storytellers. As to quote Charlie Murphy, there's a lot of good storytellers out there who would make up the shit like that. (laughs) So let's bring it back a couple of years. And my friend was working in a blockbuster in Minneapolis, I think. He was in Minnesota. And this is like just uh, before the heyday of, you know, blockbusters are shutting down. There's very few blockbusters left. They're shutting down because Netflix is kind of taking over things. There's not Mm -hmm. really much use for in-store stuff. Um, everybody's buying the DVDs online. There's been a shortage, and this is like as Blockbuster's home is becoming bankrupt. So it's dead in the dead. store. Nothing happening. He's not really paying attention. I, I, I think he was like reading. He said, I think he said he was like reading something. He wasn't really paying attention to, he was just working. All of a sudden, this man. Comes in the store, doesn't really pay attention to who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, guy comes in, comes up to the desk, slams down a copy of Lost in Translation, and says, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I want my money back. <laughs> oh, I already know where this is going. And he looks up, and it's Bill Murray, staring him straight in the face. And he leans over to him and quietly whispers, and no one will ever believe you, and walks out. <laughs> That's it's th- like, again, like he's a very comical guy, but I doubt he would make up a story like that. And then to back it up, like other people, he's done this to other people. So I know oh, this yeah. is a true story. Like he's gone up to people in outdoor restaurants, taken a bunch of the fries, dunking in the ketchup, and just ate a bunch. And he said, "And no one will ever believe you." And walks off. And I love that. I love that Bill Murray in his life is at that point where it's like, "Yeah, I can mm-hmm. do this. I can just because the thing is, is no one's gonna like attack no. Bill Murray. So he's completely like comfortable with just being like, yeah." I can do this because guess what? If Bill Murray walked up to me and like grabbed a bunch of my fries and did that, oh my, I'd be like, oh "My God, Bill rest? Murray!" <laughs> like, like that's amazing. Yeah. Do you want the rest yeah. of them? <laughs> like, I, like I, which reminds Murray, me of like another care. story. Like, Bill Murray is a national yeah. treasure. Okay? Yeah, well, it reminds <laughs> me of another story where like one of my professors, uh, they they took a trip to New York, and they were in a mm-hmm. shop someplace. And there was this guy with his head down. He's kind of covering his face, eating his soup. And, like, one of the students is like, oh, my God, it's Bill Murray. Like, we, we, we got to go talk to him. Like, my professor's like, leave him alone. He doesn't want right. to talk to you. He's a normal guy. Just leave him alone. Let him enjoy <laughs> his soup. 
Let him enjoy his soup. And it, it's like, and now when I think of that story again, it's just like, really? I think Bill Murray would just fuck with people. Oh, yeah. I think that's what he is doing. I really think yeah. that is exactly what... Yeah. That's exactly what he is doing at this point. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. I'm going to have fun with people. You know, again, him showing up. Yeah, I know we have discussed this, but like him showing up at weddings. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the story that was like a couple like a couple months ago, like last spring or last fall, I think it was, where the, the, the couple was like, yeah, so we were getting, or no, it was done by the, the story was told by the wedding photographer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was taking the photos of this in, this couple at the wedding or these their engagement yeah. photos or whatever it yeah, was. It was engagement And I'm like, photos. I'm trying to, yeah. And she's like, I'm trying to take photos of them, and they start cracking up laughing, and she's like, I'm wondering what the hell they're laughing at, and I turn around, and standing right behind me is Bill Murray making faces at them, and then they're like, can we come, Can we have you in on the uh, on the shoot, and he's in their engagement photos, because yeah. he's like, meh, whatever, and he starts I was doing like, that. oh, no, no, I was just like, I don't want to be rude or anything. They're like, no, no, please, like, come into the photos, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah. And there's these lovely photos of Bill Murray. <laughs> Of, Which, like these lovely engagement photos and then there's just bill murray that shows up that that's that damn photo would be so large and on my wall because right. it's like yeah so here's our engagement photos here's and that's bill, here's murray, bill murray who just was happened to who's, be there you know. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah i would totally yeah <laughs> that would be that'd be that'd be all you see when you walk into my apartment yeah <laughs> Our children, my children's photos would just be tiny little yeah, like the greatest notes. memory of, of all. What about me being born? Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. Well, Colin, um, I find that to be another successful yes. episode. Um, we will post our choices online so then you can see Indeed. to recall. And then uh, watch the Oscars, uh, February 22nd at 7 Eastern, 4 p.m. Yay! Yay. On ABC. (laughs) So you can watch it with us and enjoy the world of the Oscars. And then come back (laughs) when we do our recap episode, where we'll probably recap recap who won. Mostly my victory. And yep, it's gonna be Colin's victory. Mostly, <laughs> I even my victory. That, I made and that. I'll who knows? Maybe I'll redo another movie again, rewrite another I movie. Made, yeah, it's very true. That is very true. I do enjoy because while I was looking at the of uh, uh, the last year's mm-hmm. post, that my summary for um, episode twenty one tiny gold naked homeless mm-hmm. men uh, <laughs> the summary was basically who will win bragging rights this year probably colin <laughs> like <laughs> like and i write those so it's like i'm well yeah. aware it's gonna be you because uh, it's always you that's what yeah happens. well i i am i am culturally aware i pay attention it's a movie that's true so and, and i will i will flat out admit this year i really slacked off for um for, yeah. for movies this 2014 was not a movie year for me no. i i saw a bunch of films but i didn't see a ton of films and i'm pretty sure i've all i i only saw like half the amount of movies that i did right. last year so i'm going off of just like the little bit that i heard people talking about or heard other people having conversations about or i read online like that's all i'm going yeah. off of so you know it is what it is i guess so yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll come back for that recap episode as per yep. usual. 
Well, that was a, a very successful episode 25. Yes. Here's for another 25. That'll take 12 yeah. years to do. <laughs> Expect, like, expect another episode in <laughs> April or August. Yeah, exactly. And that'll be our, and that'll recap, be our episode. recap episode. A <laughs> <laughs> recap of our that. recap episode. Of the recap episode. And then after that will be the next Oscar episode. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. Anywho, well... Colin, that was yes, fun. Jeff. That was a and uh, with that, we will say good night, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Good Yay. night. Do we actually have like an outro to this? Do we ever say all stuff? Uh, nope. No. Bottom. No, that's of top. The... That's nope. Uh, that's top. Nope. That's not that one either. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. <everybody>. Goodbye. <laughs> that works for all of them. Butterland. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>